Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. It's presented by the Sporting Tribune. No Arash Markazi in here today, just Brandon Deutsch and Armani Buckets. So... Let's, what, what do we got? We got a lot to get into today. I mean, Paul George, I know we're going to talk to Grant about it in the second segment, but that, that's a huge thing. Obviously, we don't know how long he's going to be out. There's no update on that. The Lakers, big game tonight. If they lose, maybe their season's effectively over with everybody else winning. So, I mean, that's a whole thing. Six through 12 in the Western Conference are separated by two games. You have the news of Zion possibly coming back soon. John Morant's coming back tonight. Luca's coming back tonight for the Mavericks. There's a lot of chaos going on in Los Angeles right now. So let's get into that. What are your initial thoughts there? Well, first thoughts, Brandon, are definitely with Paul George and just the unfortunate timing yeah. of that. And I know that, you know, we were on a text exchange last night and Grant, the Clipper fan that he is, obviously was expressing his, you know, frustrations about how it seems like when things are going well for the Clippers, it always feels like something like this happens and it just your heart breaks for them because this was their window effectively. And now Paul George with the 360 dunk in the third quarter, I believe. And then in the fourth, you know, catastrophe happens. And I'm hoping that, um, we mentioned that Giannis had the, uh, the hyperextension that looked really bad in the playoffs the other year. And it ended up being, he missed two games, thankfully, and came back. I'm hoping it's something similar with Paul George, but, that did not look good. It it didn't look good. And I'm I'm you know, prayers out to Paul George. Let's see what happens with him. Hopefully we get an update soon and that he's able to run. But remember, I mean this Clippers team isn't completely done. They still have one of the best postseason players ever. Um, you know, at least over the past decade in Kawhi Leonard. They have depth. They've always had depth, right? With with all the wings, wing defense. Now Rocco is going to get more minutes. He wasn't playing before. I mean, Marcus Morris is still terrible, and I don't know why he gets minutes. He must have some on some dirt on Ty Lue. But um, you know, they have Norman Powell, who should be back in a few weeks, who can fill that scoring role. Um, scoring might be difficult over the next couple of games without Paul George, because you know, when they needed a bucket and Kawhi wasn't hot, they would go to George, right? Or T Man is now going to have to step up. Excited for that. I do think they come back and beat the Thunder tomorrow. I really do. I think they have more of a statement game. It was kind of Kawhi choked at the end of last night's game. I do think it's a bit different. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. And for the Lakers' sake, I mean, I do not expect them to beat Phoenix. Could they? Absolutely. Of course. But there's no Aiden. They should beat Phoenix. There's no Aiden. Um, you know, basically, you just have to put Vanderbilt and Troy Brown Jr. on book the whole game and hope he goes under 30. And it's like you have it in your hands. It's going to be about Anthony Davis. Can he have another monster game like he did against New Orleans? Or is he going to have the game that 
it's so Anthony Davis is so weird. He looks like Prime Shaq some games and other games he looks like Martise Gortat. You know, like I mean no offense to Martise Gortat. Excellent excellent role player in history. Uh, magic legend. Um, that bald head still gives oh, me man. nightmares from opposing teams. No, I'm kidding. But uh at the same time Look, Davis needs to step up. He needs to be more consistent. He he needs to wake up one morning and have a pit bull inside of him. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, we talked about that. And if Austin Reeves keeps playing the way he's playing, I know it's getting blown out of proportion a lot by media outlets. Like, he's the superstar. And he's he's really excellent. But, look, is that sustainable? You know, you're relying on him right now. Russell's had, you know, a more of a honest impression with the Lakers the past couple of games because Lakers fans thought he was a superstar and you know he still has the ability to be an offensive star but he's inconsistent we saw the one for seven game right we saw the not knocking down the three when it mattered um, in Houston in Dallas he didn't have an excellent game either so the, tonight's going to be about can they show up do they play with the intensity that they need to because Everyone is winning. The other teams were losing. They all got wins they needed to get. Even New Orleans looked dominant. I know it was against San Antonio, but Ingram looked excellent. Um, Valanciunas has been playing very good basketball. It's not good for the Lakers right now. Not looking good. I'd say their percentage right now, I, I think they do lose tonight. Go to 35 to 38, and if that's the case, they maybe have a 5% chance after that with no. what everybody else. I mean, I'm being realistic with everyone 100%. else. Dude, they're going to be three games under. Three yep. games under. Yeah, I everyone just, else is winning. Obviously, a loss tonight would be a huge blow to the Lakers. I don't think it means that the season is over. What I do think is this three games that is left on this homestand, they need to go above 500. And if they don't go above 500, then you start to look at it and you start to say, well, apparently, according to Sham, Zion is coming back before the end of the season. That's a huge, huge boost for New Orleans. Um, let's not forget New Orleans was in the three seed before Zion goes down. Then you have Utah who's playing great basketball. I don't think they're going to fall off at all. I actually think they're going to kind of hit a stride here. And then you have Minnesota getting Carl Anthony Towns back, which I know you jokingly said. I don't think it was a joke. You said that they're a worse team with Carl Anthony Towns. They do have to figure out how to make him and Gobert work together or somehow stagger their minutes. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look good if the Lakers don't do well in this three-game stretch here. And, you know, with Phoenix, they literally have one guy that's going to put the ball in the basket for them consistently, and that's Devin Booker. You mentioned it. If you hold him under 30 points, you should win. Like nine times out of ten, you win that game. But that's game. contingent upon Davis's production too. He needs to be more assertive. He's not shooting enough. He's not. He's deferring to Reeves, and I know Reeves is playing great, and that's great. And Russell, he's deferring to. But come on, bro, be the superstar we expect you to be. Like, go and get the ball. Go and get the rock. He's excellent defensively, but he needs to be more consistent on the offensive end. Absolutely. I still think if they hold Booker under his norm, and Davis has an above average game and not even a superstar game, they still should win. But that's contingent on two things. Can you actually contain Booker? They couldn't contain Kyrie Irving at all, and he was a one-man show on Friday for the Mavericks. Yeah, this and is I know, a similar recipe here. Yes, and I know you're like, oh, Vanderbilt, where was he? I mean, Kyrie Irving's six foot one, maybe six foot two. Everyone says he's six three. He's not six three. I've seen him in person. He's like six one or six two, which makes his talent that much more impressive, what he's able to do. Vanderbilt is 6'8", 6'9". He's not guarding. He cannot guard Kyrie Irving. He can guard Devin Booker because Devin Booker is 6'6", six six, right? I mean, that's a huge difference. He's not as quick as Irving. Obviously, no one is. Who are you going to put on Irving? Really, you had Russell and Schroeder. 
Who else? Reeves? I mean, Reeves is a good defender, but he's not guarding Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. So now I think you ha- we're going to see. I know you're very critical of Jared Vanderbilt. Let's see what he can do tonight, him and Troy Brown Jr. Because it's, it's on him. It's on them. I'm yeah. them that they have to have great games to win because Vanderbilt is looking abysmal offensively right now. <laughs> abysmal. Like, every time he shoots, it's like get out of the way a wrench is being thrown at you you know like I hate to say it's like dodgeball like dude like come on I'm dead serious like I'm like I get angry every time he shoots a three like why are you shooting a three dude like why why pass the ball pass the rock you're wasting a possession so obviously Portland looks like they're done considering the 12 teams that are still in who are the two that you expect to miss the play-in Ooh, that's a good question well, if the Lakers lose tonight, the Lakers. Um, uh, man, it's tough because I don't think that Utah's as good as you think they are. Uh, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I think who's going to miss it, it's gonna, going to be Utah and Lakers if they lose tonight. I think the what Pol- if the Lakers win tonight? Then the Lakers will make it. This is like this season. Like that's here. <laughs> the Lakers will make it if they win tonight and play more consistent. Like I, I fully believe that. But again, you don't want the ten seed. I know it's better than missing the play in, but like, bro, then you have to win two games. You want the seven seed. You want to be the what the Thunder just did. Right? Like you want the seven or six seed. Entirely possible. I still think the Lakers can get to the six seed if they win tonight. They They're just, only a game they have and a half go, back. I know. They have to go on a run, though. It can't be the same stuff where they look dominant one night and we are all expecting them to go on a run and they look terrible the next. Like, they barely beat the Magic. Come on, dude. They had that game one in the second quarter and they let the Magic keep creeping back in. This is what they do, even if they're up 100, like, against the Pelicans. The Pelicans got within, like, 15. You know what I'm saying? That's just typical Lakers stuff. So if the I think if the Lakers win tonight, if they lose, it's going to be them in Utah that doesn't make it. Um if they win, it's going to be Utah and I'm going to say OKC. As much as I love OKC, just because I, they do have a tougher schedule the next couple of games, they have to play the Lakers, they have to play the Clippers, both of which I think they'll lose. And then you're looking at 36 and 38. So After that stretch, though, of Clippers-Lakers, they play Portland on Sunday, which Portland could be shutting guys down still think that's a tough game but yeah go what after then they go home hornets pistons that should be 2-0 and then they go into indiana who by that point could have shut down okay and then what's the last game then in april they have four games it's home suns who they just played at golden state at utah home memphis so they're gonna lose all four of those well memphis could have everything locked up by that final game. they're not going to because the kings and them are like head to head it's the it's final not going, game. It doesn't though. matter. I, I don't care. A lot can happen over ten games. All I know is Memphis going to keep winning at home, and Kings are going to keep, you know, losing games they should win. I think with OKC, the big stretch is that Portland, Charlotte, Detroit, Indiana. Well, they're, they're probably going to go. I expect them to be lose both the rest of the games this week, thirty six and thirty eight. Then they should be thirty nine and thirty nine after all those games. They they should go three and one. I expect them to choke in one of those games. Whether it's Dame giving one more, you know, thing to Portland before the end of the season. That's probably Dame's last game if you're if we're looking at like the metrics, like what's going on. Like Sunday's probably his last game. They they might lose that one. Um 
Indiana's always tough. I mean, I know they lose a lot, but they're a tough team on a nightly basis. They got some. They got some basketball players. They got Buddy Heald. They've got Miles Turner, both playing great. I mean, Nemhart. They beat the Bucks without Halliburton, and they played Giannis, Drew, and Chris. Like I know the Bucks didn't care about that game, and that was definitely that played a factor. But that's not some pushover of a team. And then if you look at the Lakers, like the reason why I say they should make the play-in. Um, it could go one or two directions. Like the Lakers should probably go seven and three over the last 10 games. Will they? Absolutely not. Because we've seen the inconsistency of this team. I'm looking at more six and four. If they lose tonight, five and five, and they're missing the play, play in. I think today is super important for their stretch. I do think they split with Chicago. Um, pull up the Lakers schedule real quick. Suns at home. Yeah, I'm expecting thunder. a loss. So that's a loss versus Phoenix tonight. Uh, although I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they win. But loss Phoenix, win Friday. Okay. Chicago so Sunday. Win and lose to Chicago. So they're 2-2 two two the next four games. What's after that? In Minnesota. Win. I'm going to say a win. That's I'm a tough game, but loss. I'm going to say a win. In Houston. Win. Could you imagine? No, they're not going to lose to Houston again. Let's that be real. Would, that, no, they're going to play Davis. They're not going to lose. That, that would game. be literal doomsday. That would be doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to win that game. So that's three and four and two for me, three and three for you. Okay. In Utah, they're going to win that game. In Clippers, they're going to lose that game. Home Phoenix, Durant could be back. They're going to lose that game. So that's then, what four and five or five and five. And then home Utah, they're going to. They're going to. I think they're going to sweep Utah. Okay. So that's why I have Utah not making it. Because I, I think Utah, doesn't Utah have the, correct me if I'm wrong, they have the toughest schedule remaining, right? Utah's schedule, so tonight they're home for Portland. Well, that's easy. You but must like, win that game. I know, but don't they best. play, wait, wait, don't they, isn't Utah the team, I looked at all the schedules, that plays Boston and they like still are the in Bucks. Boston. They So they play Portland tonight, then they're home for the Bucks on Friday. That's a loss. Then they're in Sacramento in a back-to-back. And then Boston, then they're loss. Home, then they're home for Phoenix. Loss. Then they're in San Antonio. You have to win that win. game. Then they're in Boston. Loss. Very tough game. So they're like going to be like two and eight, bro. Then they're going to lose both to the they Lakers. Have a very tough schedule. Well, best like, case scenario is they split. They're not going to. Look, as much as you like Utah, like the Lakers are going to win one of those games, right? The Jazz have to take care of business at home. Is well, and so do the Lakers. So yeah. do the Lakers. Because, I mean, if, the fact of the matter, if they win that Dallas game last week, we're having a whole separate conversation about the Lakers. We're like, okay, we're expecting them to get the sixth seed. Because I think Golden State are frauds, bro. They can't win on the road. They can't. I don't expect them to get the sixth seed. At this point, I think it's either the Lakers, if they go on a run, get the sixth seed, or it's Dallas, like, for me. Like, that. that's what, right? Because who's five? Clippers? Five. I, I, everyone says Clippers are going to fall out. They're not going to fall out. They're still a good basketball team. Like, they're still going to hold and not... They, maybe they're in the play-in, but I don't see that happening. Phoenix is, of course, going to hold. Dallas is Dallas or the Lakers is the team I expect to get that sixth seed. I don't expect... Because Golden, look at what's Golden State's rest of the way record? Golden State, tonight is a huge game. They're on the road in Dallas. Loss. They go home for... Oh, the, by the way, you want me to make a prediction? Dallas is going to kick the living you-know-what out of them tonight. <laughs> Luke is playing, right? Yes. And Kyrie. Okay, yeah. Kyrie's questionable. Kyrie's going to play. That's a big game. In So in Dallas, and they have a four-game homestand. Okay. So that's important. Three and one, because aren't the Bucks coming? No. Philly. That's a loss. Minnesota. Win. Pelicans. Win. Spurs. Win. So they're going to go three and one on that homestand. Three and, and two overall. In Denver. Loss. No one wins in Denver. Home Oklahoma City. Win. And then in Sacramento Loss. and in Portland. Win. So they're like six and four. 
I mean, what's Dallas's remaining schedule? <laughs> I mean, we're looking at all the remaining schedules here in Dallas. But. So, really quickly, Dallas is home for Golden State. Then they have a back to back with the Hornets. Three and zero. They, I mean, you have to beat the Hornets. Then they're in Indiana. In That's Philly. a tough game. In yes. Indiana, they kind of have to win that game because they're going to lose the one in Philadelphia, even though they beat Philadelphia last time. They have a four-game road trip, so they're in Indiana, in Philly, win, in loss. Miami, in Atlanta. Loss, win. So they'll go 2-2 two and two in that homestand, 3-0, so that's 5-2 and two total. What's their last three and games? And then they have a three-game homestand. Sac- Sacramento, Chicago, San Antonio. They'll finish 7-3. and three. So they'll be out of the plan for sure. Wow. So I, that's why I have Dallas definitely. So Dallas is going to be a six-seed. I still am very iffy on Dallas because whatever's going on lingering with Luca and Kyrie, and I know Luca's coming back tonight, but that thigh injury ling- lingered for a long time there. And then Kyrie leaving games in a walking boot, it doesn't sound like these guys are healthy at all. It feels like they are playing for the sake of, hey, we need you right now, rather than having them at full strength. And we see it at the end of these games, even in the Lakers game. Um, it was really hard for them to score down the stretch. Against Memphis, they were up by 16, and they blew it in the fourth quarter because Kyrie is you know, having to put so much on himself, and I don't think that's helping his foot. Um, I just, I'm, I'm skeptical about their ability to win on, on a nightly basis. So I'll take that back. There's no way the Lakers are getting the six seed, actually. Looking at Dallas <laughs> and Golden State's schedule, like there's absolutely no way. But can they get the seven or eight seed? Certainly possible, but it starts tonight. If they lose tonight, they're out. They're not going to make the play, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, whew, that game tonight, if, if they That's lose... That's huge. That's the difference in six and four and five and five over the last Do you games. expect to hear boos if they are losing in the fourth quarter tonight, given the severity and magnitude of the game? No. Not yet. Not yet. If the if it's a must win game against Utah in that last home game for the ten or nine seed, like if that's base effectively a playing tournament and LeBron plays and they lose that game, then you'll hear booze. When do you think we can see LeBron or expect to see LeBron? I'd say the last game of the season if they need to win against Utah. Really? No. Yeah, I mean I don't expect him to come back. Why would he? If the team is gonna make the play in, like let him make the play in. Like yeah. why rush it? You only play if it's a must-win scenario, right? Obviously, he could come back earlier if they drop a couple of these games, and then it becomes you have to go five and one over your last six. He'll come back, but like if they win tonight and they win two out of the three against the Bulls twice and the Thunder once, then like he doesn't need to come back until like the last game or two of the season, right? Like. Right? Am I wrong? Like, that's what I would do if I'm the Lakers. I think that he needs time to ramp up. And I think that if he is going to come back, he needs to do it within like five games left to go in the season, which would be right in that Minnesota Chicago stretch. But I don't know if, you know, I know what Darvin Ham said, but it it seemed like it wasn't like a sure answer by Ham in, in the way that he said it with LeBron you know, basically saying that he will be back before the end of the season. The the Shams news is much more pressing today with, with the Zion stuff. And I, I actually lean towards, you know, maybe Zion is closer to a return. Than LeBron? Than LeBron. I agree. I think Jaws the closest because <laughs> he's playing today. Yeah, well. And Luca. 
But I mean, look, it's going to be tough. There's no way around it. But I do expect looking at the standings that it's Denver one, you know, toss up between Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix will get the four Clippers five. And then it's like probably Dallas or Golden State. I don't think the Clippers are a sure thing at all for five or even for staying out of the plane. They're only a game and a half up of the seven. Yeah, but they still have Kawhi Leonard. And George turns the ball over so much, they're not going to have that anymore. And I know like they're not going to have his offense, and it's so sad. And yes, they need him to win a championship. He's important, but he's also lost them a ton of games by his turnovers. They have a three-game homestand right now, OKC, Pelicans, and Bulls. And so that will be very... 3-0. and Wow. No, they're not losing the Thunder again. Thunder just beat them. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. That Thunder team, Shea is such an unbelievable player. I, I don't know what's going to... The gonna... foul merchant himself. <laughs> he always gets no. the line like Reeves. Reeves is the real foul merchant, huh? He yeah, gets the line well, like 40 times a game. That's an art. It's an art. It's He's an a art. winner. Yeah. You got to give Reeves... Dude, he only wants $50 million over four years. Only. Yeah. You yeah. got to give it to him. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm excited to see what Grant Mona says about that, about the Clippers, about the Lakers. Me too. When we come back, we'll be joined by Grant Mona of the Sporting Tribune, the most knowledgeable Clippers person I know by far, the heart of Clippers Nation. When we come back here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, 98.5, the bed in Las Vegas in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Again, this is the Arash Markazi Show. We'll be joined by Grant Mona when we come back. Thank you guys so much. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. We are joined on the Sporting Tribune guest hotline, Grant Mona. I wish it was a better, more positive day for Clippers Nation today. I know you have a lot to say. I know we want to ask you about the Lakers too, but let's start with the Clippers, the Paul George injury. Norman Powell might come back in, in a week or two, right? So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the rest of the season? I know it can't be great. I'm sorry. I, our hearts are with you in Clippers Nation. Yeah, just, um, you know, in typical Clipper fashion, something usually goes wrong, right? Um, especially when things are going so well, right? Uh, they're they're kind of hitting a peak in terms of continuity, in terms of uh, getting to the defensive status that they wanted to be. Uh, you know, Paul George was playing probably his best basketball of his season. He had a 360 dunk a few plays before that injury. And, uh, 
You know, obviously it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. There's a lot of concern. I mean, Shams Charania, you know, said this morning that it doesn't look good um, in terms of it being, you know, avoiding a serious injury. He could still. I mean, we saw Giannis, you know, but Giannis was 27 at the time with strong tendons, those those unbelievable, you know, the unbelievable strength that he has. I, I don't know if Paul George, you know, has quite the strength that, that Giannis has. So, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, yeah, maybe a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Look, I think best case scenario, you, you got to think six weeks. Um, and even with that, I, I have some words for, for Clipper Nation, right? It just seems like every time that something is going right, a guy gets hurt, you know, something happens in, within the organization, somebody gets COVID. But this Clipper team is not a bad basketball team. Even without Paul George, Paul George is a, a very integral part of what they do. He's a very integral part of of the culture that they have. Um, he literally carried the Clippers to a Western Conference Finals berth two years ago. But if you have Kawhi Leonard on your side, and you know Brandon, you know this, Armand, you know this. Norm Powell is a great basketball player. He will be coming back pretty soon. You have him. You have. Terrence Mann, who's been playing absolutely fantastic when he gets the minutes, now he's going to have to get the minutes. This means another open spot for Robert Covington, who we all thought would be a big contributor this season. I know this injury sucks, and it's it's probably going to diminish the hopes of a title and, or at least finals contention, but Clipper fans should not be throwing in the towel for this season. They have Kawhi Leonard, who's been playing at one of the best clips of his of his career, and now you have a great roster around him. I know Paul George is a big part of it, but you still have a great roster around him. They could still be a top six seed. They could still win a round or maybe two. I still believe that. They have the talent to do so. They have the depth to sustain. I wouldn't say sustain, but at least tread water until Paul George maybe comes back in the middle of a playoff run. Maybe. But this isn't the end-all be-all. This is a setback for a team that has had many setbacks for the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years. But at least this time, they have the depth and they have the roster to maybe tread water while he you know, hopefully avoids a serious injury. I don't think he will. I think he'll be done for the rest of the year. But this team is, is not a bad basketball club, even without him. So um, there's a lot of concern, obviously, but there should be a lot of optimism. There really should. They, I mean, the, the Clippers basketball team this year has shown that they can step up without Paul George. Um, and even with, they still have Kawhi Leonard, and you guys know how good he is. Yeah, um, I'll say a couple things. First thing, I think what this does is this defers the fan base's hope that one more year, you know, put the band back together, maybe it'll work out. Because I think if they were fully healthy and didn't win, was one of those things where, okay, now the pressure is kind of on the organization. What do they do? Now it's kind of deferred one more year. Like, no one's expecting them to win a title anymore, right? Like, now it's like, okay, there's an excuse for every single year now, um, which I think is good and bad. Good because then it provides hope for the franchise, but bad, you don't really get to see what the team fully healthy is made of, and who knows if they'll be healthy next year. What I will say is I agree with Grant. I think this is a team – that is still dangerous in a first-round series just because of their depth. Um, they have great perimeter defense. They have Kawhi Leonard, who's arguably the second or third best postseason player still around. You know, it's LeBron, and then either him or Curry is second, right? So, I mean, um, 
you got those guys, right? I mean, obviously Phoenix is going to be a tough first round matchup, but they can match up with them with depth. They have depth. Um, that's going to do wonders for them in a series. Who knows if Durant will be fully healthy? I think he will, but either way, they haven't had enough chemistry to kind of go together. And remember, you still have Kawhi Leonard, uh, one of the best postseason players ever, like I just mentioned. So I don't think all hope is lost for the Clippers, um, but I do think now you defer that, okay, we need to win a championship um, to next year and that in their last year at crypto. So, Yeah, and I'm, I'm with that sentiment too. I think that Norm Powell slides right into that Paul George spot, and then the same rotations that we saw yesterday are what we will see from the Clippers. And with the West being as wide open as it is, as you guys both mentioned, when you have Kawhi Leonard, you have a chance Maybe not a chance to go all the way. Honestly, when I when I watch the NBA these days, this you know might be disagreed with by you guys, but Milwaukee is number one for me, and number two is the Boston Celtics, and then it's everybody else. And I know Boston's been kind of slipping. Regardless of who wins the West, I don't see them being able to beat either one of those two teams. But... Honestly, when you have Kawhi Leonard against anybody else in the West, I, I can't just rule them out. And you guys just mentioned that they have a ton of valuable depth pieces, guys that can contribute and help out. And, you know, as a starter, Norm Powell can give you, what, 22, 24 a night? And I just, yeah, we can't completely rule them out. But obviously the hope is that Paul George, this is not season ending, hopefully, and that he can come back at some point. It just... God, it did not did not look pleasant watching that. I couldn't really watch it more than once. It was yeah, it was bad. Yeah. At first, I thought it was his left knee, and then I was like, okay, I was like, what am I watching? It was kind of also messed up his left knee when he landed, but it was the right knee that bent backwards, and it was just uh, prayers to him. I hope he improves. I hope it's not. I hope it's only like a hyperextension and not an eight torn ACL or MCL. Go ahead, on. The Giannis one was a was a really good one to bring up, Grant, because I remember I, I didn't even think of that, but. I remember now going back and thinking about what, you know, we thought when we saw the Giannis one, that looked terrible, and it ended up being he was back. What, did he miss a game, or did he just... He missed He missed two games and was back for game one of the finals, I believe. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's something else. But, you know, I, if, if Paul George has something in that timeline recovery, then the season's not a wash. But, you know, you know Giannis is built different. You guys know that. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. Sham says stuff like there's serious concern and stuff like that. Oh, there's serious concern because the LeBron injury was way not not as bad as that. And he's been out, what, four weeks already? Like, come on. Like, yeah. George isn't coming back this season. I hate to say it. Like, hopefully he's healthy for next year. That's the goal. Hopefully he can start ramping up next or, like, in August maybe um, or September. I mean, that is, like, best case scenario. To me, that looks like a year-long injury maybe. I hope it's not. It was so bad, and when you have to get carted off to the locker room, I, you don't want to rush it. I know the Clippers are already super cognizant of load management and you know how to bring players back. Um, so I'd be really surprised, even if he was healthy, if he comes back in the postseason, one, because you don't want to waste him long-term as well, and two, if he's able to start next season healthy. Have you allowed yourself to think about what this means for the offseason and what next year's team might look like, Grant? Yeah, yeah, I have. And, you know, I've always said this, you know, if, if you go into the playoffs healthy and you lose in the playoffs, even at full health, 
then you kind of know, you can kind of gauge what, what the state of the Clippers is and what the state of that era, the PG-13 Kawhi Leonard era is. Now there's, there's a bit of uncertainty because you may not get that clarity. You may not get that, okay, we've never had both of our guys. I mean, we did once in the bubble and then they blew it. But since then, you haven't had a full, season, a full postseason of both of those guys. And I think the front office is going to look at it and say, okay, we, we don't have what it takes to maybe sign a max player, right? Can we p- trade Paul George for another star? Maybe not. You're probably just going to get picks back and maybe some depth pieces. Um, because, you know, trading stars nowadays, trading stars for stars is really not what happens nowadays. Um, so I think for the Clippers, you got to look at it and be like, okay, can we get assets back for him or can we just run it back again and wait for his contract to, to play out? Because if you're going to, what are you going to get for an injured Paul George, a guy that, you know, we say is one of the best two way players in the league, but he's always injury prone, right? He's been hurt already this year with, with that same knee. And now he hurt it even worse. So there's a lot of injury concerns, just like we have with Anthony Davis, um, and especially for the Clippers front office, it's a tough decision, but now it clouds it even more, right? If you go into that fin- and then into the playoffs and you say, okay, we didn't get it done fully healthy, then you can kind of say, okay, we can trade Paul George, we can trade one of these guys, we can kind of retool. Now it's a bit of uncertainty to where we never got to, got to see them both fully healthy after that 2020 run, and, and that maybe holds them back on trading him, maybe holds them back on retooling. I, I'm it's just a lot of uncertainty. We have to wait for the results. And I know the Clippers are going to be very vague. They're probably going to say, oh, right knee sprain. He's, he's, he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. That doesn't really give us clarity. So the Clippers are always like that. All right, let me ask you about the Lakers because you're more optimistic than me. I think they're done, though, because I do think they lose tonight. Uh, I was more optimistic before they lost to the Rockets and the Mavericks. Once they lost that Mavericks game, I just said I'm not going to get attached to this team anymore. That was pretty much the season. Um, but effectively, I think their season is pretty much over if they lose to the Suns tonight. I mean, if you're looking at what other teams are doing, it was more about, okay, they all have to lose. They've been doing that. That's why the Lakers were in, right? Now they all won the games they weren't supposed to win, all of them. I mean, you could literally a doomsday scenario for the Lakers a couple, like yesterday. I mean, Randall scores 57. Uh, you know, <laughs> Torian Prince becomes prime Michael Jordan and goes eight for eight. <laughs> 999 times out of a thousand, that's not going to happen, right? Like Kings, Lucas playing tonight. Yeah, Lucas playing tonight. But De'Aaron Fox and and Sabonis lost to a non Lori Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson Jazz team. I know Oshai Agbaji was great and Kelly Olynyk was great and Walker Kessler and all those guys. It's a good basketball team. So now you're looking at Zion coming back soon, probably. Um, that's a pot, certainly a possibility for the Pelicans, who are behind the Lakers, right? OKC, who's winning games. I know the Clippers couldn't help the Lakers out yesterday, and I'm really mad at the Clippers for not winning that game. Um, <laughs> but now OKC's the seventh seed. I mean, OKC's probably the worst of those teams, and they're the seventh seed. So now they have to lose those. I mean, look, if you're thinking about, like, okay, are they better than Minnesota? That's definitely a question mark. Minnesota's Anthony Edwards, and maybe they're better yeah, than and Carl Anthony Towns is coming back. Yeah, that makes them worse. They're now going to have two centers. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what the Minnesota does when they have two centers. They can't play basketball with two centers. So, they might even fall out of the plane. My my question for you is, is it is it done if they lose to Phoenix tonight? Is it done? It's not, it's not done, but I'd say it's, it's in serious jeopardy. I mean, 
yeah, like you said, everyone else in front of them is winning. I mean, Oklahoma City's at 500 again. Uh, the Utah Jazz, you know, THT has become their star, their cornerstone for some reason. Um, you know, even, like you said, even without Markinen and, and Jordan Clarkson, they had a pretty good game against the Kings. I was kind of surprised. Uh, Walker Kessler's turned into a pretty good asset for them. Uh, and then you have the Pelicans, who, who I can't really gauge. I mean, they, they're, what, 11 and 25 uh, since their 25, 20, 25 and 12 start. So they've been absolutely horrendous. I think they're they're twenty something in in offense, um, and up there again in, in defensive rating as well. So they've fallen off a cliff. Uh, you know, Dallas. There's a lot of concerns about them too. You know, their defense is really bad. Yeah, they have Luca and they have Kyrie, but I don't trust their defense either. You know, you said you're kind of surprised by Oklahoma City. I'm kind of not. I mean, they have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's we we all know is a star. They have Isaiah Joe, who last night looked awesome. He is a really good player for them. Um, you have both Jalen Williams, who one of them could be a rookie of the year over Paulo now. That's a really good team right now. I know we keep saying the future, but they can really, if they win the play-in or maybe even get the eight spot, I, I seriously think they can, They I'm, I'm not going to say they can beat anybody in the top three or top four, but that's a good team. That's a good Thunder team. Oh, because they have no depth. They have six players. That's, that's okay. Look, they they just beat the Suns. They just beat the Clippers. Yeah, they they've I, beaten good teams before. They're a good team. I just can't say with no experience and you know in the playoffs you kind of need depth. No, that's why the Suns might. Yeah, be. sure. I trust sure. This, this this. I trust the Utah Jazz more than I do Oklahoma City, and I trust the the thing with Oklahoma City is the guys that are going to put the ball in the basket is Shay, Shay, Shay. And Jalen. Sometimes, you know. Uh, Come get, on, don't disrespect Jalen like that. Jalen's been the easy number two. But, but we're talking about now playoff time, and I know he had 20 points last night, but teams are going to scout for him and take him out. And then it becomes Isaiah, Joe, Jalen, and, and Giddy. And I just don't think that they have enough scoring in a playoff setting. I think if they do make it, that would be a heck of an accomplishment, but I do think that they lose in four or five to whoever they play, even though you know I've been not optimistic about Denver. I do think Denver would handle them. Utah, on the other hand, they have all these weird guys that can just score and also a ton of shooting. By the way, Laurie Markkinen, one of the most efficient 25-plus point-per-game seasons in NBA history. Yeah. 41% from three, right? Almost 66% true shooting percentage, almost like... PSA of like 135, which is first of first among forwards, points per 100 shot attempts. He's having a special ascension into a top 15 player. So that's another guy you got to like look at because we all, look, Grant and I talked about this too, Armana. I didn't want to interrupt you, but like usually the best player in the series like wins a lot of the time. Yeah. And Lori has now the ability, and just like Shea, I'll give him the credit, to be the best player in the series, right? So that's where, and of course the Lakers do, because you have Davis and LeBron. So, I mean, if they're, if they're healthy, you have the chance to win a series. But there's also teams that could be dangerous that might not even make the play-in, like the Pelicans with Zion or the Lakers with LeBron and Davis, like another catastrophe. Imagine if the Lakers don't make the play-in tournament two years in a row. I mean, I mean, Ar Armand's been saying that for a long time. It's, and it's, his his prophecy like, might be true. It's looking like it's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't know when the last time they beat Phoenix was. Like, when before Davis got hurt in that series. I mean, that's yeah. probably the last time they beat Phoenix. I, they get drilled every time. I don't care that Aiden's out. It doesn't matter. They always lose to Phoenix. Phoenix finds a way to beat them, right? Well, so, like, yeah. I, I think their season's effectively over. They're going to be 35 and 38. 
uh, I mean, it's three games under. Then you play Chicago, who just beat a ton of good teams, including the 76ers, who are hot right now. And Beverly's going to give his all <laughs> against the Lakers. I'm going to give a them. shout out. I want to give a shout out to Patrick Beverly. Since they got Patrick Beverly, they're eight and four. The Bulls, Armand. I think you're pretty yeah, happy I, about that. <laughs> By the way, Levine is an offensive respect. superstar. Like that yeah. guy, that man can. That when we talk about top 20 players, he's got to be top 25 just on his offense. Like I know he doesn't play a lick of defense, but he's. Excellent. I mean, this isn't as easy as a schedule as as the record says, right? They have back-to-back against the Bulls. Utah, two games. That's a very good basketball team. Oklahoma City on Friday. That's not a gimme, although I do think they'll win on Friday against OKC, especially if they lose tonight. But if they they win tonight, they're losing to OKC Friday. That's just what the Lakers do. That's what they do. They win some games. We look at them, and they're like, okay, title contenders. Then they look like the worst team in the NBA the next. I know this formula. I know this team. Yeah, I mean, any Laker fan knows this team could go on and win the championship if they're fully healthy with the wide open West, or they could not make the play. And they have the highest uh, floor to ceiling discrepancy in all of the Western Conference. This is where Arash and I disagree a lot. And, you know, if you miss the play-in for two years in a row, I don't want to hear the, oh, LeBron missed time, Davis missed time, We, you know, Reeves looks great, Russell looks great, let's just do this again. You can't do that, in my opinion, because you should expect LeBron to miss a lot of time at age 38 going into 39. You should expect Davis to miss a lot of time. That team, if they run it back, I really think they'll miss the plane again. And that's just, if you're the Lakers, if you're a Laker fan, you have to condemn that. You can't just be okay with mediocre. And what is the path to not being that? Unfortunately, we'll see what happens. Let's let the season play out and see where they end up. But if they do miss the plane again, you should think about seriously blowing this up and thinking about what the future holds. That doesn't mean that you can't bring back an Austin Reeves. He should be an integral part of that. But you should think about the vets and kind of having a youth movement here. Grant, what do you think? Final minute here, Grant. Yeah, you know, for the Lakers, it's a tough spot because... You know, you, there's a lot of talk about Kyrie Irving being available for the Lakers. I don't think they go after Kyrie Irving. Now, would Kyrie Irving fit perfectly with AD and LeBron? Yes, but Armand, you made a great point that nobody's bringing up. You can't just keep going into every year and saying, oh, well, we weren't healthy last year. Oh, well, we weren't healthy the year before. Oh, well, if we're healthy, we're good. You're not going to be healthy for the full season. You're just not. We've seen enough of a sample size. It's just like the Clippers. Like yeah. We say every time that they're going to be an awesome team when they're healthy, but they're just not healthy. And it's the same thing with the Lakers. You can't just assume that they're going to be healthy for a full season, that you're going to have this full squad. You have to realize that reality is what it is. You have to look at making a change with either Anthony Davis or the guys around him. Because for me, you can't run it back with the same team because you're still going to have those injury concerns. That's yeah, well, Grant, thank you for coming on. We'll see about the Clippers and Lakers if they can prove us wrong, but we'll leave it there. Um, you know, This is Brandon Deutsch with Armani Buckets, Grant Mona. We're wishing you a great rest of the day if you're listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.